Hello, Taya. How are you doing? Very good. How about yourself? Fantastic. I had a great bowl of soup today. I don't know. I just felt compelled to share that <laughs> because it just set the mood right for the rest of the day. But it's always good for people to know that you're not hungry and not going to hunt them down. True. I'm very scary when I'm hungry. Not just when you're hungry, but yeah, true. But it's not a food podcast, even though we started with mentioning food. What、um, is it? Well, we're called Life After Tech,、mm-hmm. and no, it's not about、um, how to survive in a post-apocalyptic world like Mad Max. You lost half of the audience right there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sorry, guys, not Mad Max themed. But it's also about a very exciting topic. I think it's about inspiring people in tech to find more purpose and meaning within their careers. Whether、okay. it's by staying in tech or、okay. by looking for something else outside of it. Interesting, because I'm, I'm I would be more on the side of staying in tech. I think tech is a fabulous industry. The question would be more like, how do you find meaning in it, especially when you talk with people who are struggling with the projects, products where they're lacking that that meaning of it. Where where would you stand, Taya? Well, if you asked me a few months ago, I would be like, "Slam the door, never come back."、Um, but I think I was just burned out. Now I'm more at a stage where I'm still willing to give tech a chance. Okay. I'm still curious about it, and、mm-hmm. I'm curious to explore different domains. But I'm also wondering about what my life could be like if I didn't work in tech. What else would I do? Because I I'm just lacking inspiration there a little bit. I think I I, I do have some business ideas. I, I I have some ideas here and there. But I would love to meet people who actually quit tech for whatever reason. Maybe they were burned out, or maybe they were even laid off, and then gave them a kick to start something. Absolutely. Or maybe they just, you know, were inspired by something. It doesn't have to be negative. Okay, so we want to inspire people, tech people. We want them to find meaning either by staying in tech or moving out of tech. How are we going to do that? I would start with a glass of red wine. I see where you're going with this. Not any red wine. No, not any red wine. Actually, I found this very cool wine tasting project called Visa Divino. It is run by Kelly, who decided to quit her tech job to make wine experiences fun and approachable. Oh, you mean that she drank her way out of tech? Exactly to start a new wine tour. <laughs> Badums. Yeah. You、um, heard it first. The new keyword of the day. Okay, enough with the wine puns. I find her story very inspiring because when she started, she didn't know everything about wine. She was also not a professional event organizer. She had a tech job, just like you and I. But she decided to explore her new passion and eventually quit her day job to fully focus on Visa Divino. But let's hear it from her directly. She's with us today. Hi, Kelly. How's it going? Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Pleasure. Thank、Good、you for coming. Yes, I'm excited.、Uh, so, can you maybe tell us a little bit about yourself? Like,、mm-hmm. where you came from? What are you doing in Berlin? What you did before? Yeah.、Um, so, I'm Kelly. I'm an American expat. I've been in Berlin for four years in January. So, nearly four years.、Um, I ended up in Berlin. After four years in London, and was basically just looking for another city that was popular in tech and had a very international scene. So 
So that's how I ended up here. So I like to say like I moved for tech and stayed for the wine. So I'm now founder and CEO of my own company called Visa Divino, where I create personalized wine experiences. I have a online social wine club um, and organize a lot of events for special occasions or my favorites are like just because. So just because people want to get together and have a good time and drink wine. That's amazing. It just made so many people jealous already, right? Like moving for tech and then switching for wine. Yeah. Um, and how did you get into tech in the first place? Like what drove you to the industry? Ooh, I also accidentally fell into tech. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually majored in fashion and textile management. I moved to, um, not London, I moved to New York and decided after a short period of time that I was not made for the fashion industry. I decided that I wanted to work for an international company and I just applied for jobs at my university website and found this job at a tech company. I didn't even know what product we were selling when I first started and ended up being really good at it and working my way up the company and moving from North Carolina to London to help start up the business development program there. And yeah, so it was by accident, kind of just applying to jobs on my university website. And you were in sales, right? Yeah. So business development, mm. sales, then moved into various different roles. So account management, solution consulting, customer success. And then, yeah, my latest role was in sales. But so you moved to the same company from the US to London, right? Yeah. So that was my goal. Like I knew I didn't want to work in fashion, but I had done the Euro trip that Americans take sometimes after college. So it's like a six week, well, ours was six weeks, like boom, 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 visiting cities really fast as much as Europe. And I'm like, I want to live in Europe. So how can I make that happen? In your tech career, like what is the thing that you learned the most, like through New York, London, all these positions and cities mm -hmm. is there something you were just like I'm so happy I did this I'm so happy I learned this I think for me it was being able to work with people from various different backgrounds various different cultures like that was what was so cool to me about Europe in general and I'm so lucky that I had the opportunity to do that with both of my companies I didn't have one set territory I was able to work with people from mm. all different nationalities and backgrounds so I think that helped me a lot And I think being able to be with small companies also helped me because I could work in different departments. So it helped me figure out what I liked and what I didn't like. Like, I know I will never be a product manager um, or project manager. Like, I can't. Face, I'm sorry. <laughs> I really respect you guys and what you do. I cannot, like, I'm not that organized to be able to, to handle that. So. Is it a matter of organization or... I think it is a matter of organization. I don't know. I When I was, basically one of my roles at my company was working between uh, services and account management. So working between the clients and the tech team and trying to make sure things got delivered on time. I loved mapping out the solutions with the customers. I hated actually making sure everybody delivered on time. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and before you kind of came up with a wine idea, which we're going to get into in a second, were you contemplating any career changes as you were doing this or were you kind of happy with what you were uh, doing? I knew I wanted a new challenge, but I didn't know what that challenge was. So when I was working at my previous company that I 
was in in the US and in London, I had a really clear career path of where I wanted to go. So I knew I wanted to move to London and I knew I wanted to move from business development to like account management. I knew I wanted to do solution consulting. So I had a clear path of, okay, the next thing I wanted to achieve. And when I moved to Berlin, working for a smaller company, there wasn't like a clear hierarchy or there wasn't a clear thing that I could achieve next. So I was kind of confused as to what my next challenge would be. And yeah, I accidentally did start abusive, you know, during lockdown and it needed, and it was exactly what I needed, like a new challenge, a new opportunity to learn something completely different. It's interesting that you use the word confused, right? Because it could have been also like inspired or was it just too many possibilities or is it one of those things where you needed one path forward? I guess I always just had a clear path of what I wanted to do and like who I wanted to to be. And then moving to Berlin, I realized I didn't want to be some big shot CEO or be the leader of a huge organization. I realized I didn't like management. I liked being able to implement things on my own and not be reliant on other people's successes. I wanted to have something I was working towards. I didn't know what that was. I can definitely relate to that. I think it's so easy sometimes when you have this one path that a lot of us in tech are actually kind of following, right? You're like junior and then you're confirmed in your position and then you're senior, maybe you're principal. Yeah. And it gives so much like, kind of like a framework on how to move forward. Yeah. At the moment that you go outside of this framework, you like actually have to be like, what do I want? What do I not want? Can I do everything? Oh, yes, I actually can do everything. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, which brings us to the next topic. Oh, what happened, Pen? After all this confusion, <laughs> what have you done, Kelly? Where did you go from there? Um, so I started Visa Divino during lockdown. So it was, I guess, basically I was missing out on things with friends and family back home. So there was a friend's birthday party that I ended up organizing, like a little wine tasting for her birthday. And then I had a friend um, who I had gone to South Africa with eight years ago where's the time going eight years ago now um six years at the time and we had loved this winemaker and we had this really amazing experience so I just reached out to him and asked him if he would do a virtual tasting for her bachelorette party because I wasn't able to fly to the U.S. so I organized this little event and I realized that people needed this I don't know, connection or the shared experience. So I, like me and my best friend here, were dialing in from Berlin. There was people from all over the U.S. able to, to join and be there with her. The guy was from South Africa, the winemaker. And we were able to have this shared experience virtually. And during that time, I learned that South Africa had a lot of challenges with COVID, with the rules and the regulations on selling alcohol. So through all my wine trips, I always went to these producers and thought, hmm, how can I bring more people these wines? But I didn't know what I could do to be able to support them. And so this, I guess, was my aha moment that, okay, I can support small winemakers. I can bring more people to these wines and I can connect people. And that's really what I love to do in all of my jobs is like building the relationships and connections with people. 
Beautiful. Yes, that's how I ended up here. <laughs> Beautiful. And that's really cool because you, you mentioned that you were actually a craft beer girl. Yeah, yeah, I did love craft beer. I still do, actually. <laughs> but then Why choose? Like, you don't have to choose. It doesn't have to be that, one or the other. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, but Kelly started a niche. Yeah, that's true. Also true. <laughs> but it also started with a memory, I guess, that you shared with a friend. And this memory was shared over wine. What did you start to do differently after you realized that, oh, I, I, can, I can help these small winemakers and bring more people to them and, and connect them? Like, what was your, I guess, the very first thing that you started doing? I started organizing different events um, once, I think like once a month or like every, every couple of weeks. Uh, with different winemakers. So I organized these virtual events. My first one was again with that same South African producer. And I had people from the UK, the US and Germany on the call. And that was so cool to me. Because um, I had a, a little bit of a network in each place since I've lived in each place. And it was so cool to be able to be in different continents be sharing the same experience and drinking wine together and like having a good time. Because for me, that's what's most important is having fun, sharing an experience and creating a memory. So I started organizing these events to connect people every couple of weeks and alongside my full-time job. You were still also working at the time. Right? Yeah, I was still working. So this was just kind of a side project for fun to... I don't know, do something a little bit differently, challenge me in a new way, because that's what I was really missing was a, a new challenge. Uh, but did you feel like it was difficult to combine the two to keep your day-to-day job and already starting, like, starting doing this? I was doing it still pretty small, so it wasn't super challenging for me because I was getting to the point where I needed a new challenge, something a little new, and we were in lockdown, so it's not like I had a whole lot to do after after work hours so yeah <laughs> i couldn't leave the house like we'll so yeah who was the first person that you ever went to and was like hey i have an idea i want to do this i want to do it seriously do you still remember that moment i called one of the south african winemaker actually afterwards and asked him he's like yeah sure i'd be happy to support you if i can in any way and i was like hmm Okay. And then I remembered reaching out to another female in wine and asked her and she's like, yeah, maybe like there wasn't anybody that was really supporting me outside of my existing network. Like my best friend, she was all in for me to do this. She's like, this is what you should do. Like, you're so happy doing this. You're great at building these connections and relationships with people. You should really pursue this. It makes you happy. So I guess she was the one that really helped push me to the side. That's important, right? Like having that one friend over there that can, can really push you in the right direction. Yeah. Would you still have done it if you didn't have your friend pushing you? I mean, it's hard to say. Like I have a great network of people that support me. So yeah. I don't know. I've always had these relationships like of support. So it's hard to say, okay, would I have still done it without it? Because I don't know. And when I started it, it was really easy to do alongside my job. My company was actually super supportive of it. They did some events with me. Like they would join some of my events. Um, I organized like a client workshop for them and um, a holiday tasting last year. So they were also super supportive of me doing this alongside my my job too. I can definitely see that discussion coming. Like, hey boss, I'm gonna get into wine. Do you want some? Like, of course I want some. What's that question? I would yeah. be, I would be in as well. Taya, would you, would you, would you be in? Someone yeah. came up to me like, hey, let's do some wine. Yeah, I would, I would definitely support support any wine activity <laughs> within a company uh, if I had any direct reports. 
But like you were still doing it, like both things at the same time. When was the moment when you realized that you want to quit your job or you need to quit your job to do Visa Divina full time? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I realized that I was not as excited about my day job anymore. And I didn't feel like that was necessarily fair to my company or to myself because I was spending a lot of time not happy with like where I was and what I was doing. So I decided, okay, now's the time. Let's go all in. Let's see if we can make Visa Divina happen. And let's focus my energy there. Like it was time. I had been at the company for like three years. And like I said before, there wasn't anywhere more for me to progress within the company. I kind of mastered the the product. So I needed a new challenge. And so it's like, let's just try. Let's see if this can work. So there was no specific event. It was more just, okay, COVID's over. Well, not over, but lockdown is over. The world is somewhat back to normal, somewhat our new normal, I guess. Let's try it out. Were you scared at all? I think in Germany, I was less scared because in the US, if I decided to quit my job, it would be a lot more pressure because you don't have, you know, insurance, you don't have healthcare. Like there's not as many things supporting you if you want to start on this endeavor. Also in the US, like you can get fired and from one day to the next. So growing up in that mentality makes starting a business less scary. Like I know I'm not going to be homeless and like not be able to go to the hospital here. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers Germany. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's, that's beautifully said, right? Like there's so many emotions that also go through this, right? And you mentioned, obviously you had to, it all started with this joy of organizing it for your friend and wanting to connect people and yeah. everything and then going through these phases and, and things like that. Was there like other phases after you started the business? Is this, because I, I imagine it as being this, okay, I got this. Oh no, I don't have this. Oh, this is harder than I thought. Oh no, it's actually easy. Oh, it's a roller coaster. It's exactly what you just described. Like it's from one, one day to the next, like one week to the next, it's, did I do the right thing? Is this going well? Oh, okay. There's like a ton of people booking this. Okay. Like this person has reached out to me. It's working. And then radio silence, like, oh no, did I do the right thing? So yeah, there's definitely all of these waves constantly and I'm still going through them. I'm still trying to figure out, okay, what works, what doesn't work. And now I'm in the kind of hustle period of just trying to get in front of as many people as possible. So I'm just... (laughs) I need a better phrase than the one that I normally say because it's not so eloquent. (laughs) I'm just trying out like new things and trying to figure out what sticks effectively. Like I'm doing a couple of um, Christmas markets just to put my face in front of people, not because I want to sell random things at a Christmas market, but because I want to be in front of as many people as possible. And I think making the connections in person is sometimes better, especially here in Germany, than all the electronic ads. That's actually uh, was going to be my next question about your network Mm -hmm. and how uh, you mentioned like you started with the South African winemaker. Yeah. How did you expand your network and um, how how did they support you throughout your journey and um, how are you going to, who are you looking for next basically? Like you're going to Christmas market, who who would be a dream person or dream people to meet there? Yeah, so... I think like expanding my network, there was a few winemakers that I was working with, like in South Africa and then one here in Germany. And they were just winemakers that I had this 
like memorable experience when I went to visit them that I wanted to bring to more people virtually. So now that travel is allowed back again, I've been able to make some more connections with some winemakers. Um, I had a wine shop here that I was working with and he was super helpful in helping me meet other winemakers that he thought matched my brand. So he was super supportive of me and I'm really thankful for him because he knew the German wine market and I could create relationships with people during lockdown, like white, like German winemakers as an American, not speaking German. Um, he was amazing. So I'm constantly looking for new small wineries to work with that make wine fun and approachable and have really good products. So I'm going out, I'm traveling, I'm meeting, meeting people, I'm going to wine events. I'm trying to network with people there. At the Christmas market, that's where I'm trying to connect with my customers. So I'm trying to meet people that just want to have fun, drink wine, maybe like learn a little something and just connect with people, like do something different with their friends or their families or colleagues. Those are the people that I'm hoping to meet at the Christmas markets. Cool. And uh, you mentioned before, I think that um, you also work a lot with like female winemakers. Mm -hmm. What made you go there and other a lot out there in Germany? What was that experience for you like? I'm always trying to like support other women or, or females in, in the business space because as you know, like it's it's harder to to rise as uh, as a woman in any any industry. Like I've I've worked in tech for many years, so we know the disparity there, but also it's the same thing in uh, the wine industry. There's not a ton of female winemakers still, even though with the WSET, the certification that I, I did for wine, it's 50-50 split in terms of male and female, like who's graduating from these courses. But then okay. if you see like ownership and winemakers, it's still, I think there was a study from 2019, maybe in the US, it's like 5% of the wine industry is female. That's just crazy. There's a huge discrepancy. So you actually have to make a conscious effort to go out and search for female winemakers or female female run wineries. And that's what I'm trying to do to try to find them and support them. For anyone listening, you know who to reach out to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're definitely also going to have the section in the end. So kind of call for uh, reach out to Kelly. Yeah, uh, exactly. If you, if you want to um, do wines. What do you feel like what skills from tech? that you feel are very useful to you right now that you learn there and you can bring to your winemaking journey or wine yeah. experience creating journey. <laughs> I don't think I will ever make wine, um, but yeah, wine, wine journey. Yes. Um, I would say the relationship building and being able to find and attract new customers. Um, that has been really helpful for me. So the sales and account management experience especially the relationship building part. That's been super helpful for me because just being able to build a relationship, make the connections has opened up more doors for me. We were talking earlier about my trip to the US and I'm working with a distributor that I had met one person randomly three years ago and I remembered them, I knew them. And so just having those relationships and remembering these connections, super critical. I also think the fact that I worked for smaller companies or even when I worked in London, it was still a larger company, but I worked for a small division. So being able to work across multiple departments was really helpful for me to know my strengths and not strengths. 
being able to do a little bit of everything, the relationship building, maybe even like the technology side of things. So I can think about, okay, I don't know how to build something a little bit differently, even though I have no like programming skills at all, but I know about some possibilities out there. But it's super important what you're saying, because a lot of people tend to imagine that to start something, they need this crazy knowledge and experience in so many things. Yeah. Like, hey, I want to need a business and I need to know marketing and website and accounting and this and that. And then when you jump into it, would you say that there was one domain that was really, really hard and you couldn't get the support or you couldn't drive it yourself and it was still smaller? Mm. Uh-oh. Yeah. I'm like, there's so, there's so, well, there's so many departments. Like I'm not great at accounting. Like I'm not great at understanding like the rules and regulations and the tech things. So I'm still working through that, but I immediately was like, okay, I need to find a software that's going to help me with this so that I'm not afraid to get tools or get support to be able to support me. So that was the first thing I did was sign up for an app to help manage like registering my business and having a place for me to track everything and give me notifications when I need to do something. So that was helpful for me. I'm surprised something like that exists in Germany. I, I need they, guys, I didn't they, want to say it, but I wanted. They filed the paperwork for me to set up my business. It was great. Yeah, the things that we think are really, really hard, in fact, that there are ways to actually simplify them and yeah. and they might seem scary, but there are ways to, to do them. I mean, it's still scary. I'm like, am I doing the right thing? No idea. Am I going to jail for this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and marketing's hard for me too, but I'm just trying different things out, like running ads. And I know from my experience with um, my past companies in tech that you need to track everything. You need to like be understanding customer behavior, looking at the analytics. So I think those things have helped me, but still I'm not a guru in marketing at all. I'm just trying things out. So yeah, but that's a great attitude, right? Because you cannot be guru in everything. Like no. you you have an idea, you have passion for it, you're curious about it. Yeah. And you're learning other things on the way. And that's how it probably should should be. Yeah. It should. Learning to so many new tools. Like learned how to code things in Shopify a few weeks ago. So I know. Damn. I was like, I need to make Damn. this happen. <laughs> you know what's sticking with me is you started this conversation saying that you were absolutely not a product manager and that you could never be. And then you went in a few minutes to say, I'm good at networking. I'm good at bridging uh, people. I can make stuff work, be it code or websites or analytics or marketing and stuff like that. But hey, I can never be a product manager. <laughs> Kelly, I'm, I'm starting to ask myself a question. Is there something there that you never pursued? Within product management? Yes. I mean, I guess maybe I wasn't being fair. I meant to say like more of project management, like where you have one, I don't know, maybe it was just the product that we were working on before in my old company where there was this whole Excel spreadsheet of all these little things that needed to be done. If I had to work in Excel all day, I would go crazy. I need to be meeting people. I need to be seeing people. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the Excel part. Speaking of seeing people, right? Like you, you, I guess are not traveling all the time or you're not on the, like you're not 24 seven on events that Mm -hmm. you organize. Like, and you're also a sole entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Doesn't it get lonely? Would you wish to have a partner to work with? Yeah. For me, like that's one of my things that I've learned about myself throughout this journey is that I am a collaborative person. I am better when I'm working with other people, bouncing ideas off of other people. It just, 
it inspires me. And so, like you said, I'm not all the time going to meet new winemakers. And I realized when I did a trip last month, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm doing, this is great. This is exactly what I should be doing. Like, I love meeting all these people and sharing these wines with people. And then you go back to, you know, your apartment in Berlin, like a week later, you're like, oh, okay, what am I doing? (laughs) Was this the right thing? I've learned this about myself. I would love to have a partner or collaborate on things. So I've done a few collaborative events recently because I've learned this. So I did a art exhibition and wine tasting kind of experience. I have two events coming up with an Argentinian winemaker or not winemaker, but she has a wine shop here. So it's been really nice to collaborate with somebody else that's going through the same process. Nice. It's great to hear that you are finding ways to like, you might not necessarily need a partner right now to actually take a specific function in your business, but you're finding ways to like to to get collaboration and inspiration from the community that you need. That's great. Yeah. I need to do more, (laughs) but yes, I'm trying. What are your plans for the future? Ooh, good question. Big question. Big question. Right now, I think I have some intermediate goals. So my intermediate goals are just trying to grow the business as as much as possible. I want to be able to be flexible with my location. So I'd like to have events in Berlin, also in Spain, in London, and the US so that I can not be tied to one city. And then eventually have people that are managing kind of branches in these cities to create these fun and approachable wine experiences. The short-term goal is just finding a way to make the business as profitable as possible. (laughs) Do you have a long-term goal for this as well? Like, do you have a crazy dream behind it or like a direction that you want to go to or? I don't have like a big crazy dream behind it yet. Like, I think my big crazy dream is that I have these divisions of my companies in different cities running without me. But as opposed, like other than that, I don't have a huge dream. I just want to support as many winemakers as possible and be able to do this in like different countries as well. So I specialize a lot in in German wine and I do want to bring that to more people. Um, But being able to create, you know, niche experiences in each country, I think would be great for me. Sounds exciting. Good luck with you. Absolutely. We're excited (laughs) to try it everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Let's see. I mean, I just want to be able to leave Berlin in the the wintertime, really. So You just want to avoid the gray, right? That's it. I can't deal with that. Only with wine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Lots of wine. Um, For the people who want to check out your events and learn more about you, where can they find you? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Visa Divino, or you can always see all my upcoming events or book a private event at my website, uh, visitavino.com. Cool. And if uh, a a winemaker wants to reach out to you, will they use the same channels? Yeah, they can use the same channels. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from any and everyone. Cool. Thank you so much, Kelly. It's been a lovely to meet you and learn about your journey. Thank you for sharing. Fantastic, Kelly. Oh, Thanks thank a lot for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. It was super fun. We have a small present for you as a token of gratitude for actually spending your time with us and sharing your story. Oh, thank you so much, guys. This That was so kind of you and unnecessary, but... Oh, cute. I love it. Oh, this is so fun. So it's, a, I guess, for the, the listeners... Trying to get it out here. Um, it's a branded Visa Divino corkscrew here. Oh my god, it looks so amazing! Thank you guys. We're, we're glad you like it. This is my first one, so I don't have one of these. So perfect. 
Yeah, I, I well, a I, branded, I took a, a branded one. Yeah, I, I took a sneak peek at you guys. Like, which one we're using? So, oh, amazing! Um, Thanks, guys. This was super thoughtful. So now the listener is going to go to your shop and see if you're actually using it. Yes. And we're going to check with them. Okay. Viewers. Please do. They'll be at my, it'll be at my upcoming tastings. Yes. Thanks guys. We did it. Thank you so much, Kelly. Have a good day. And uh, we're going to hopefully drink more wine with you soon. <laughs> yes. Sounds good. Thanks everyone for listening. We hope that Kelly's story inspired you. Um, if you ever start a wine business, please do contact us. We'd be interested in trying your wine. And in any case, if you are in tech and doing a jump for something new, we would love to hear your story. You can reach us at contact at lifeaftertech.me.